Today on Ovia's and Gilio, we've got ACC Football Week 4 premature evaluations. Lauren Brownlow is going to drop on by as we try to practice patience with the Carolina Panthers. Check out GoHeels.com. Get your Carolina Tar Heel football tickets right now. They're on the road, taking on Pitt this week, which we'll talk about in premature evaluations. Then they're going to be hosting Syracuse. You can get your tickets right now at GoHeels.com. You can also check out SeatGeek the official secondary ticket marketplace of Carolina Athletics. We appreciate everybody who has given us five stars on their favorite podcast platform. Really love it when you leave us a review. And of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. And by the way, we got t-shirts. Check out breakingt.com slash OG to buy your OG merch right now. Again, that's breakingt.com slash OG. 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 Podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovias and Giglio. Check them out online, copiers-plus.com. Uh, maybe you are sick and tired of paper jams. Maybe the printer spits out the crumpled up OG logo style and you are sick and tired of that. Your printer's busted. Contact Copiers Plus. They'll make sure that that does not happen. And if you need maintenance, they're right on top of it because they got the monitoring. So go check them out at copiers-plus.com. Or just figure out where you're wasting money. That's true, too. I brought up the crumpled up OG because you put up the sign. That looks good. Yeah. Steve, Stacy, Graphics House, they know what they're doing in Garner. All good things come from Garner. <laughs> it's a slogan. It's new. <laughs> Is that, do we need to put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Is that anything we have to put on a t-shirt now? Yeah. All good things come from All, Garner. Bracket like it's real. All good things come from Garner. Good uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Put that on a t-shirt as well. Yep. Go. We can go with that. We can definitely go with Big that. Big renaissance with Garner football this year, by the way. New coach making all the difference. Garner football's on the upswing. Enlo keeps winning football games, uh, that's, too. Yeah, we... So there... I, we have a we have a, like a, a, a perfect storm coming, don't we? I don't think Garner and Enloe play this year. No, but your alma mater. Yes, in October. And your son's, your oldest son's school are going to play. Yeah, Cardinal Gibbons is going to be at Enloe. My dad joked with me. Can you get the split jersey? Or I I can ask. (laughs) I can ask the folks over at Gibbons if they've got something like that for me. Uh, Oh, Gibbons has got stacks on stacks, man. Wait, come on. (laughs) The Catholic Church has money? (laughs) What? Anyway. Um... I think we're supposed to be out at Enloe next week. Love it. Because they've got a game against Broughton for homecoming. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So I feel uh, right now things are cooking with showing up at Enloe. Um, I'm trying to get... I'm not going to get a red light camera ticket again. What, on the way to Enloe? I know. I thought I knew where all of the red light cameras in Raleigh were. You got busted? Yep. Last year when we went to the Enloe, was it Millbrook? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because oh, one of yeah. one of your kids uh, was in a in a situation ship, yeah. and yes. we we showed up to the game, and yes. he wouldn't even talk to her. He just said she's <laughs> right. there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk to her. Long story is on. That I don't think mom helped. No, no, <laughs> no. I think just, mm. I think just go talk to her. <laughs> no, not going to do that. Anyway, so that's that's on the that's on the horizon. We'll see if we can actually get out to Enlo next week. Hopefully, that can work. 
We might be doing the show on the football field. That would be amazing. Entirely possible. We, we get an Ethernet up. cord on the football field? Yeah. I mean, if we run it from the press box, I think there's an Ethernet cord from the press box that we can... That run. would be long enough? We could borrow it from Adam over at Breeze Through. You saw how long that Ethernet cable was. That's a great point. That thing went from their business office all the way to the beer cave. That's a great So point. it's entirely possible we can make that happen. Let's make some premature evaluations happen. Some quick looks for what should be a jam-packed weekend in the ACC. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and start with the game that's right out of the gate. On Friday, it's NC State versus Virginia. The Cavs have struggled and right out of the gate. They lost. They couldn't reload the musket. Tony Musket got hurt in the first game. He's now day-to-day. He's listed as day-to-day. But Anthony Calandria, your ACC Rookie of the Week, by the week, should be starting in this game uh, in, their, uh, in their game against JMU. He had two TDs, nearly 400 yards. I bring this up because... If everybody's been focused on NC State's offense, you know, can they yeah. get things cooking? It looked like they could. It looked like they could do it against VMI. Yeah, don't don't extrapolate anything from. I'm not going to try to. But yeah. NC State's defense, while strong up front, can be had in the secondary. This is a don't mess it up kind of game for NC State. Virginia is the worst team in the league. I know it's on the road. I know you, it's difficult to trust NC State in the league on the mm-hmm. road, but they got to do it. They got to they got to take care of business in this game. Calandria is a nice player. He's he's given them a little jump for Virginia, but ultimately you're talking about a team that doesn't have as much talent as you do. And in these situations, actually, Dave Doran has been pretty good. He has been pretty good. He has been pretty good. North Carolina and Pitt, the rivalry, the rivalry, the all bu- caps, the Bubba Cunningham <laughs> Bowl. For those of you going, wait, what are you talking about? Uh, back in our conversations about getting rid of divisions, we talked to North Carolina athletics director Bubba Cunningham. And he jokingly said, we have to preserve the pit rivalry. He said it deadpan. And you and I, for a second, were like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And as we saw on the basketball court this past season, spicy it is a spicy rivalry between the two. Uh, and Pat Narduzzi can make things spicy. But to me, North Carolina's story up until this point in the season has been the different ways that they've won football games. Can they put it all together in one game and really kind of show you what they're capable of in the ACC? Maybe even be a uh, college football playoff contenders. I think this one comes back down to their defense straight up. Pitt offensively cannot do anything. And there's a fancy stat that our friend David Hale over at ESPN busted out when talking about Pitt. They've allowed pressure on 44.8% of their dropbacks when the defense did not bring an extra pass rusher, i.e. no blitz. That's the worst mark in the country, up 34% from last season. Of note, Alabama is 126th Colorado is 125th, but of course, we've known that Alabama's been struggling through it. Colorado is a little bit more high-flying, uh, and they're making things work. Pitt doesn't have any of those things going on. They don't have a talent advantage like Alabama has, and they don't have an electric player like Shador Sanders at quarterback. So what does Pitt have going for it? That's the question, and it'd be really shocking to me if North Carolina lost this game. Oh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There are no layups on North Carolina's schedule. And so far, they've been able to handle a tough Minnesota team who wanted to grind them out. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they have the opener where they really kind of flourished on defensively against South Carolina. That looks better given the way that South Carolina played against Georgia, right? App State, then after you have this emotional high in the performance against South Carolina, comes in there, tries to punch them in the mouth, is able to run the football. Well, then they respond in the Minnesota mm-hmm. game. So they don't have any layups on their schedule. Every week, they have to kind of sort of grind it out. Now, they have the talent to do that. And they have the talent to win different ways. 
This game and the Miami game on October 14th are the ones that I'm looking at going, okay, the, these are the two hurdles in their way to getting to that Duke game at to to the Duke game at eight and oh. Yeah. And I think it's realistic, but this is a game they got to be careful of. This is a desperate pit team. You got to think of it, think of it this way. Pat Narduzzi and Dave Dorn are the same person, except Pat Narduzzi has a division title and an ACC title. Mm-hmm. And you might be say, you might say that's a really big exception, Joe. But the truth of the matter is the way that they want to play, win with defense, run the football, take advantage of the things that Carolina has traditionally struggled with. That's why that's how Pitt wants to play this game. And this is a danger spot for Carolina. Speaking of taking care of business, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Duke UConn. That's also a dangerous spot for Duke. For, not going to spend too much time talking about Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. Although Georgia Tech is a weird, weird team right now. Georgia Tech has a quarterback, I think. Yeah, they might. They might. All right. So Duke UConn, you're a little worried about this one if you're uh, if you're Duke. Not worried, just in the sense that they're a 21 and a half point favorite. I mm-hmm. do not see them covering in this game. I know UConn's quarterback but, is hurt. Hey, but what does Mike Elko do at Duke? He covers. He, he does. But this one's on the road. And the next week, you have the. They know. They are probably already know that ESPN is going to be there for game day. Yeah. So they're already looking ahead to Notre Dame next week. This is a tough spot because I think UConn has a, has a good defensive line. I think they can run the football. I think they do play a power style style of football that will shorten the game. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Duke is, and, and Riley Leonard's really good. Yeah. Please don't get me wrong, but like you can't sit here and be like, well, you know, this is that let's call the play now where Riley bake breaks a 78 yard touchdown run. Like, <laughs> That, that doesn't it, happen every game. It it just happens. Though. Right. It, it's it, not something you call up. You're right. I'm not disagreeing right. with you, but Riley Leonard has a knack for doing so when that. You don't get one of those. Then all of a sudden you're going, well, where are we going to get these points from? And then you could press a little bit on the road. I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but yeah. I, I would drive to covering. Virginia. I would drive to Virginia and take those 21 and a half points. Have you driven to Virginia this week already? Just once this week. Yes. Good for you. I'm proud of you. All right. The big one in the ACC, Florida state, at Clemson, Florida State has not won in Death Valley since 2013. Clemson is seven and one in their last eight versus AP top ten teams. I think they're what 41 of 42 in their last games uh, overall. You know, you lose to uh, you lose South Carolina last year. You, you, yeah. you lose to South Carolina, right? So there's that. But I'm not. I'm not buying it with Clemson. These stats that I just broke out, seven of the last, uh, you know, seven of one in the last eight versus AP top 10, et cetera. That's, that's not, that's not this Clemson team. And it's not the Florida state team we've seen the last couple of years. It's a talent. There's a talent advantage in Tallahassee that is just not there. At some point this year, Clemson will play a, we're not dead yet game. Mm -hmm. They'll play a butch from Pulp Fiction pride game (laughs) at some point this year. Let me tell you something. It's not this week. Not this week. And they got done dirty by the league because this is a noon kick. This game was at seven. You put the F in purple jerseys on. You run out there like you got your hair on fire. We got, and crew, you, we got crew neck uh, Dabo out there. And you tell everybody what's up. Yeah. You want to play this game at noon? Florida State coming off a little bit of a shit sandwich against Boston College. Yeah. Guess who's going to be fired up in this game? I think it's I think it's Florida State. I think they go in there. I think they win this game by two scores. I The, the, the thing about Clemson is the priority of the conversations around the Tigers is in a really weird space. You know what the big news out of Clemson was this week? Uh, they got a walk-on kicker back to unretire. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm guessing Dabo was joking or maybe there's truth to it. Cause again, I'm not there at Clemson every day. Shout out the chapel Fowler. I'll get the updates uh, from the state about what's going on. 
with Clemson, but Dabo was like, yeah, he was on the beach somewhere. That, that's where we're at. He was in Paris, I thought he was said. Was it Paris? Yeah. Okay. He was somewhere. hanging out of the Eiffel Tower. He was, he was somewhere. That's where we are with Clemson. We're hype about a kicker unretiring to help you out. College kickers, man. College kickers. Yeah, the, the thing about Florida State, you called it last week with the Boston College game mm-hmm. and the red bandana. And I think sometimes if you are going to be a title contender, you're going to have moments where you're pushed and then it's going to be, how do you respond? Yeah, even and Maybe then, they were looking ahead to Clemson too. That's an easy thing to happen. Yeah, they started slow, but keep in mind, they were up two scores. Mm-hmm. Then they have a fumble scoop and score yeah. in their own end zone. Like basically the only way to let Boston College back into that game That's what happened. was to yak the thing up and give up a touchdown. Right. So even within the game, they, they had settled themselves. You, again, the other team is trying as well. So you have to give them some credit. Well, look, complacency is something that coaches talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And well, after, Boston College started the season poorly. Right. And if so you Florida can't blame State, them for going up there and being like, eh. if you're Florida State, you've already got this huge, you already got one win in Death Valley. Yep. So, well, not, well, know, like over the team from Death Over Valley. the team from Death Valley. You know what I'm saying? That, and you're looking ahead to Clemson. Yeah. Yes, you can take Boston College lightly. There's a little bit of complacency. It's actually something that Mac Brown talked about this week with the game against Pitt and that what he's worried about three and O and they've, uh, they've looked good and different facets of the game. They're worried about complacency, but I do feel there's a difference between, you know, what Mac Brown's talking about in terms of complacency, because he's had these moments throughout Mike Norvell was in rebuild mode for the last couple of years through the transfer portal to build to this moment. Now they've got to get over the hump. North Carolina has been in these situations before. All right. With expectations. And they've had to battle complacency. I hope by now well, styles the message make, is styles. The message fights, gets though, through, too. man. Yeah. The message gets through with the squad. You know, styles make fights too, though. This is, a, this is a big challenge for them. And last one, I guess they count in the ACC, especially with Sam Hartman as their quarterback, but we do have the potential game day setup with Notre Dame and Ohio <laughs> state. Right. So we can get that Notre two, Dame Duke. Two teams who wish they were in the national conversation. They're on the fringe of it. They are. The winner will will place themselves squarely in it. But I got bad news and I hate it. And I really don't like myself for saying this. I think Michigan's going to win the national championship. They have the easiest path I've ever seen ever by a team ever in the history of ever. Yeah, but Harbaugh's back. I know. And go, I think go, I, go full Bill Simmons Ewing theory. I they looked really good without Jim Harbaugh. I think strangely they might be galvanized. We it's we can spend some more time. Honestly, Joe, they don't play for like two more months. No, I know. I know what you're saying. It's like I know what you're saying. I do think this is a conversation for next week because I do feel that this weekend is a separation weekend for some teams in the college football playoff conversation. Like Clemson, right? Clemson Clemson's no, no, Clemson, if no. depending on how Duke no. depending no. on how Duke no. goes. No. No. And beating Florida State, Clemson can find themselves on the fringes, but you're not going to find yourself on the fringe if you lose this weekend to Florida State. To your point about Ohio State and Notre Dame, I'm not going to call it a straight-up elimination game, but you need this to catapult you yeah. into the conversation. Going, because we're, we're a few weeks away from the college football playoff shows starting up. My favorite time of the year. Every time we talk about college football... It's brought to you by Wings Over Raleigh. Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. Shout out to Woj. He went to Wings Over Raleigh last night. Came back with some reviews on the wings. He's like, it had the right heat with the flavor and everything else. I'll be going to Wings Over tomorrow. I'll be going to Wings Over in Greenville on Saturday. Very exciting. Very exciting. Go to wingsover.com. 
order online. The one in Raleigh, there's parking. You know how hard it is to have free parking in Raleigh at NC State? <laughs> so order online, go pick it up. Simple, easy peasy. Wings equals ballers. You equals baller. baller. Baller equals wings. Go get them. Housekeeping. Couple things we want to highlight podcast wise. We got new Law of the Wolf uh, featuring former defensive coordinator Mike Archer. He's always a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love hanging out with Michael. He was here in the studio uh, talking with you. You and I were hanging out with him a little bit. And he always gives me the Miami skinny. Speaking of like offensive lines, guys getting protected, that was one thing that Pitt doesn't have. Miami has that. Yeah. And we were talking about that with Mike Archer this week. So go check out Law of the Wolf. Also check out 919 Vice recording a new one today. Focused on coffee. You'll enjoy this episode, Joe. You know, I love coffee. We're talking totally about counterculture today. Talking to counterculture today. So that should be a lot of fun. And big thanks to Mosquito Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Go check them out. Bugsbite.com. Pest Authority. Mosquito Authority can take care of those critters. Mosquito Authority has been treating me all summer. Absolutely happy with it. I know, Joe, they've helped put down moisture barriers. Um, I actually probably need to give them a call because I saw an ant rolling around in the house. They can take care of that as they try to find moisture. I need you to go to the website because there's all kinds of coupons there. They're going to save you money. And I know, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to contract. Well, guess what? Hayes doesn't believe in contracts. So go to bugsbite.com, get those coupons, get the coverage that you need, spend what you want. But don't worry about any of those bugs or pests because that's what Mosquito Authority Pest Authority is there for. It's Thursday. That Brownlow lady is hanging out with us, Lauren Brownlow. Uh, Young Gun is the podcast. Congrats, Origin this week. Origin Sports. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah, that was really fun to watch, oh, sort of. I mean, I still am watching my face, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I promise y'all it's really not intentional. I don't know why. No, Lauren, that's the sell. Okay. People want to see yeah, your but facial I'm like, reactions. Oh, why do I do this? Well, why did, why did Andy Dalton go out there for a short yard situation? He's really caught up on this I thing, don't. man. Well, I mean, I are will you, say. Are you bothered by it, too? I Slightly. Really? There are other things that happened in that game that bothered me way more. I think I was more bothered by it on the play, like, at the, the you know, closer to the end zone when it was, like, short yardage and they mm-hmm. brought him in. Because I'm like, I don't know. An op- another option could have been that you throw a touchdown. <laughs> just just spitballing. Like, I <laughs> just you could have tried that one. I would probably rather have my rookie quarterback in that situation have the ball in his hands. Yeah. It, I, I think there, there's two things that have come through on, on this conversation. I think there are people who want to focus on Bryce young and whether or not he's a bust, because that's the easy, F. that's the easy conversation to have. Of course it is. It's lazy. And, but then there's a more difficult conversation that I know Jillio has been uh, trying to pinpoint in that yeah. this Billion dollar coaching staff. I, I would like to see where the ROI after two weeks is on the on the coaching staff. You might not have the personnel, as you jokingly tweeted out. These are flex. I spots wasn't joking. Or bench spots. <laughs> no. What would you do with those guys in a fantasy league? Right, right. Just be honest, people. And I'm not talking about this year because sure. obviously they're going to be awful. Sure. <laughs> but if you know you have limitations at that position, then you might as well try to scheme your way out of this. And so far, we've I mean, seen vanilla. So my. My only counter to that is I don't know how you scheme wide receivers open that can't, you know what I mean? Like at a certain point, it just becomes a physical talent issue, Yeah, you know, and they've gone up against at least, I mean, the Saints defense is good now. 
apparently. So that's good. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. We, now they're good on defense. That's swell. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke Pryor, our friend, wrote about this in the NFL. Like, basically, it's the same premise that I've been advancing during this season. All the teams do the same thing. Yeah. So the only way to bust a play is to have a player who can bust a play. Exactly. And, they and, and, that's, and they just don't seem to have one of those. The only thing we've learned but about I, Bryce Young. I don't know. Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore might have been those players. I who mean, can bust one of them. I, like, which that gets to that gets to the I bigger just, question of the week. Right. This, this to this me is, is the bigger question of the week. We're just making suggestions this here, people. We don't make the big bucks. Serious gift of the Magi <laughs> shit, man. The Panthers, <laughs> the Panthers are in the worst spot you possibly could be. I remember when the Bills went through this a while mm -hmm. back and the Bills finally openly said, mm. guys, you either in a Super Bowl contending window or you got to rebuild. Being in the middle is this the is, worst place to be. And th this is yeah. where the Panthers are right now in that either either you're rebuilding or you're not. And that's and they're and yep. they're trying to have it both ways all of a sudden. Yes. And it's I think it's biting him in the ass. Like, I'm sorry, Frank Reich. You seem nice. I get why you do. I get why you said this, but you can't get out there after we just watch that, you know, crap sandwich mm -hmm. on offense and be like, you know, I see improvement. We all have eyeballs that yeah. don't lie to us either. This big got man energy there. Right. We and he's got like, better he's like, tonight. I know it. He goes, I know it didn't look like it. No, I Frank. need that sounder. Like, I have that. on my. Phone. I need that sounder. What do I always say about coaches who know they're not going to be good? You can't act like it's coming around the corner. Yeah. Because then fans get more mad because they're like, don't lie to us. We're not stupid. I don't mind the positivity, though, in this particular instance of two games. And I just think we've talked about with the Panthers and where they where they are and the opportunity that they have. It doesn't exactly match up. Right. Like you're, you are rebuilding. Yeah. But you're also rebuilding at a time when the rest of your division is really very pedestrian. Yeah. And average. And mm -hmm. you have a chance. And now you're 0-2 against them. And I'll just ask again. We can continue to ask the question, like, what is the Panthers' identity going to be? Because under Steve Wilkes, we understood what it was. We are going to play defense. We are going to run the football. We yeah. are going to shorten the game. And it's like, now I'm looking at the Panthers and I'm going, well, they have a kicker. You know They what? have a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> They but, have a kicker. They have a, a great punter, obviously one of the better ones in the league. They don't have great return or coverage units, but that's a whole other thing that I won't go on. Again, I don't, I don't want to blame them for all of the chances that they took. That includes to me, like a LaVisca Cheneau. That yeah. includes a Terrace Marshall. That includes a Jonathan Mingo. Like yeah. I, again, oh, I, I, feel like Mingo. Like, I feel like they had the right ideas. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't grab the right guys. And, I, you know me, I always get stuck on J.C. Horn. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, like, blame Matt Rule. I mean, and there, he deserves a, a lot of blame for a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, like, when you have those premium picks, the one thing we knew Marty Herney could do better than... Yeah, he just, does not miss on those. As well as just about anybody yes. in the NFL. Did when not he miss. had a crack at that thing in the top 12 or wherever Keekly ended up, like, Burns, like, 16, like, that's an unbelievable yes. pick. Like, he was really, really good at that. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking at, you're going, Derek Brown, okay, he's good, but he's not. He doesn't jump off the page to me, you know. Right. You, you got, who, you who got, do they uh, have that changes the game? And you're like, well, when he plays, yeah. as you like to say, he's this or he's that. And it's like he's a productive player when healthy, but again, yeah. you but have to be that's healthy. An important it's, caveat. It's yeah. also yeah. like slightly esoteric to be like, well, here he is. He's like guarding people, and you know, give me your pro football focused right. bullshit of like <laughs> yeah. a, a, no. a range of targets, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and I don't like, believe that, buddy. Do you make plays? <laughs> yeah. Do you make plays? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like. 
if you're not making plays, then you need to be on a on a Super Bowl contender. Like that's a premium position on a Super Bowl contender. That's not like, hey, let's rebuild and let's go get a guy who we can just, you know, have guard people and never make any interceptions or make any big plays. Like Right. <laughs> Come on. Well, and that's honestly been like the biggest complaint with their defense in recent years, right? Because yeah. you know, they've gotten a lot better. I mean, we've seen it, but like they don't they finally they got a turnover on Monday yeah. night, but it doesn't matter what they do anymore, and that's what's sad. Like Ta- it, they could play awesome unless they score. I mean, do you really think the Panthers are scoring mm. more than once in most games? Does it look like it? How? Talk talk <laughs> about spoiled, by the way, Keekly. My God, yeah. dude made every play all the time, I every know. game. Like, please, machine, I'm gonna get emotional. Machine. Oh, look, I, I also like to point out it, it. It might look bad right now, but it could also be worse. I mean, really, the Carolina Panthers could have the week that the Chicago Bears seem to be having. Where well, at least it's entertaining. I mean, I, what's I, entertaining about the Panthers right now? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess there isn't really much anything entertaining about. I the guess Carolina I don't mind Panthers the positivity right and the patience out of the head coach after two weeks, like. There is a time to blame you all as a coach, no matter the sport. Oh, I don't want him to blame the players. Yeah. I just want him to level with us a little bit more than he's doing. He's mm-hmm. acting like any day now they're going to start scoring points. But I they think he to- believes that. There's a little bit of Russell Wilson to that, right? Like, God. even though we don't necessarily buy what Russell's selling, yeah. he believes it. That so kind I, of alarms me more about so Frank, I, to be so honest. I do, mm. think, I do think Frank believes it. Like, hey, here's what I see in practice. Here's what I know will work eventually. It just has to work for us. <laughs> I'm also going to give them some grace about losing two fifths of their starting offensive line. No, I, when you lose forty yeah. percent of what already wasn't a great offensive line, that's really difficult to to compensate for. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. Speaking of offense, look at me, Panthers apologist. You are. I mean, a Panthers listen, hater. I'm, I'm surprised. You're supposed to be a Panthers hater. I that, am a that's Panthers hater, but I've been trying to take a ten thousand foot view okay. of what they're trying to do. And again, I want to give them credit. For what I think are the right moves. Well, how just, are they going to get receivers though? They got to pay somebody, free agency, which never happens in the exactly. NFL anymore. No. So they're screwed. Or go 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 back and get the somebody to give you the the, the picks for Burns, which that market probably that's not trying. No, it's not going to get two. Like, yeah, hey, look, <laughs> we, I reiterated I reiterated that point yesterday, where it gets back to the: Are you rebuilding or are you not? And when they decided to not trade away Brian Burns for reportedly two first round picks, I think it was the Rams that were interested yeah. in getting. Because, you know, with the Rams, they're like, screw drive. You know, we don't, we we don't, don't want to pick. Yeah, but that, but that's, that works for we'll, we'll go get a guy out of BYU we'll, in the fifth we'll round. Keep, we'll, be we'll keep mortgaging this. We'll keep mortgaging it. It is what it is. The, the the Panthers gave the indication that Burns was going to be a part of their long-term plan. Yeah, and okay, so far. Well, if he is, then you're basically setting yourself up for a franchise tag this upcoming season, Ugh. which is going to be its own story altogether. I'd be Jeez. shocked if they lock him into a, a long-term deal because if he produces this year, the price is only going to go up. I mean, at least that's just my opinion on this. Right, I don't understand what they're doing. So you ask where you're going to get your wide receivers from. Well, you get your wide receivers by going and getting them in the draft. Of course, that is provided you hit on those wide receivers. The draft isn't always. And that's why I was perfectly okay with them not giving up Brian Burns for a couple of first round picks. That position, that, that position, pass rusher position to yeah, me sure. is a premium. It's a premium. That is and one. You found a guy. Yes. Yeah, I was okay with yeah. it. I was okay, I, with, and I was okay with it too. But, I just don't like that they have no picks. Like, because yeah. you can't, you can't get a good wide receiver without him. Mm-hmm. No, that's the thing. I, I'm with you though. There are some things that are maddening about the Panthers so far, but there's also the aspect that you do need to 
exhibit some patience. And I think that gets back to my point about Bryce Young. There is the really stupid top-level conversation as to whether or not this guy is actually producing as a number one draft pick and what he is or what he isn't but capable of. What if of. he was like the 10th pick instead of the number one overall? Oh, I we, just, would, we would completely look at There's a different standard when you're 1-1. One, one. And, and I... And the Panthers are not doing no control over that. And the Panthers are not doing any favors by dicking around the way they did with Andy Dalton on Monday night and bringing him in in short year. Because all you are doing is creating the conversation about, well, wait a minute. Why did you draft this guy if, you know, don't even, if you're not even confident in well, doing my, the tush push My issue, him? too, I is totally like, what, how's he, how, how's he going to succeed this year? Right. Even if he plays perfectly, how's he going to succeed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, under what we would consider to be the, the definition of, of the pick 1-1. One, one. And yesterday yeah. I got the stat wrong. There was that pro football focus chart, and he's actually completing the most oh, amount of passes. That's not to, the worst part of that, though. Yeah, it's, he's completing the most amount of passes <laughs> Two guys who are routinely not open, essentially. Okay. But that gets to the problem that we've been talking about and that they don't have anybody who can create separation. They don't have difference makers. They don't yeah. have the Tyreek Guess what he had at Alabama? All yes. Not guys. last year, but yeah. Well, like, when he won the He could he win games. To, he, wait, here's man. the thing. He could win games by himself last year. He's not good enough to it's do college. that at this level. He's, He's not just camp. not. He's, He's not, not camp. camp. Exactly. Yeah, He's but not camp. I like, think you're discrediting Alabama's offensive line. Because Alabama has the best offensive line in college football. Well, but I don't it, wasn't, care. it wasn't great the year he was there, relatively speaking. No, I mean, the last the two last years. Year, yeah. But no, their offensive line... He's Come usually on. much better than everybody Come else. On. I agree. Like, yeah, physically it, especially. That's the biggest transition for him that nobody's really talking about other than me. And that is life's... And he even said... Like, somebody asked him about it. Like, oh, it was easy. And he was like, no, no, no. It wasn't easy at all. No, it wasn't easy at all. No, no, but it's like, you don't get it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's a sunny day player. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot easier than at Alabama than is, going to Pitt or Boston College. It's just like the Urban Meyer rule. What is that? Right. What does that principle, say about the Urban the, Meyer principle? What does that say about the three quarterbacks Nick Saban has now? Nothing. No, good. They're, they're struggling. I mean, they're, they're on, on the bus. The sh- yeah, I told you, Alabama and Clemson are dead. Yeah, it's going to be even further illustrated when Florida State goes in there and wins by two scores. Yeah, this, well, a noon game. Yeah, what did the ACC do to Clemson? I know, like not to not to go full NC State tinfoil hat, but like, oh cool, oh cool, yeah, NC State goes there last year with like a, a once in a fifty effing year chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's play it at night. Mm-hmm. Let's play it at seven o'clock at night. Death oh, Valley. What did you go. think was going to happen yeah. at night at Death Valley? Yeah. Oh, now Florida State's. Back. Mm-hmm. Oh, what time are we gonna play that game? Oh, we gotta get that thing going. We gotta get that thing at noon. That's the big national window. Come on, garbage. I mean, I don't know that it would matter what time they played. Don't you start with logic. If they can't move the football, <laughs> don't and like, you start with logic. Whether you're a college fan or an NFL fan, I think what you're underestimating a bit is how frustrating it is as a fan to watch your team like literally struggle to just move yeah. the football yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're the worst offense in the NFL right now. Period. What? They don't have game playmakers. What, Clemson? No. <laughs> and we're all both we're all, all over. We're all over yes. the place. I'm saying yeah. the Panthers are have the worst up? offense in oh, the NFL. Are we, are we talking about the Pitt Panthers? Uh, or they're not the Carolina Panthers. Well, we can talk about the Pitt Panthers. Oh, boy. You, you got to square that thing, man. They're, they're going to have a Super Bowl. I, I am. Well, this and is they where always we will close. play them what, and it's yes. a night game. This is the, yes. this is the yes. rivalry. <laughs> this is the rivalry. The rivalry. The rivalry, according to Bubba Cunningham. Our guy. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. it's a joke. When we were breaking up divisions, he's like, but you got you have hey guys. to you have to salvage. That's you funny. have to honor the you have pit to rivalry. Preserve it, the rivalry. With I pit. love that rivalry because it's the most absurd. It's got huge coastal energy, yes. which you know I'm here for. Yes. But it was always the dumbest outcomes. The like River Larry Fedora went undefeated were, against the Pittsburgh Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, right? And like they, the they only, barely the only been able to division beat one team he could beat. <laughs> this is the only one, and they did, and he did it with like quarterbacks you wouldn't expect him to do. It. Oh, exactly, no. not the Peterman, but Nathan something it was else. Nathan, so I can't remember that. Elliot. Elliot. Was it, was it Nathan yes, Elliot? Nathan so. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was right. Carolina's quarterback. Bless Dan, his heart. He Daniel tried Evans. so hard. Pretty he much. was there, Daniel. That yes. was their yes. That was their Daniel Evans. Yeah. But here's the thing about Pitt. To me, this is this is about Carolina's defense taking advantage of an offensive line that cannot protect Phil Jerkovich, and Phil Jerkovich is a player who is just. He's he's going through it right now to the point where other teams are calling him out. Calling oh. him out. Oh no. So I think it was what West Virginia when they just they just had the backyard brawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty much they just I, I forgot which player it was, but they were essentially like, Yeah, man. He, he can't ha- throw. He didn't have it. Or he didn't. like it wasn't even <laughs> Again, did you watch that game? Any of that game? No, I didn't. I what wasn't an amazing able to. setting. I mean, I know that that's yeah, their rival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the game at West Virginia, like it was place was juiced, man. I'm telling yeah, you, for the, sure. the irate Gilio conference would be off the charts. <laughs> All right, Lauren, uh, we will see you next Thursday. Yes. But we will have another Young Gun podcast on Monday. You guys are recording Monday. I guess we'll it'll yeah, come out yeah, later yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can catch it on Origin Sports. On Tuesday now. On Tuesdays, mm-hmm. where that's available on what? Samsung TVs, Roku, and a couple of other streaming Fubo, boxes. Fubo, I yeah, know Fubo it's one TV. of them. So it's uh, all over the place. Yeah. Very cool. All right, we'll see, you then. we'll see you then. Okay. Hit that sprightly. I finally figured it out. You know what that reminds me of? As I was putting that together? Thong song. <laughs> That's what it is. You get, you hear the strings. <laughs> Got Tums in the truck. <laughs> Guys like what? <laughs> Let me do it again. Sprightly. Hell yeah. Sprungly. It'll get you. <laughs> Be sprightly. Spring on over to breeze through. Yes, they have gas. That's That's very important right now, but they have all of your tailgating needs as well. Uh, especially the location across from PNC Arena, Cardiff Finley Stadium. There's also a location just outside Chapel Hill as you're way on your way out to Keenan. And Breeze Through can take care of that. They got the beer, they got the snacks, and coffee. Breeze Through's stepping up their game, man. I saw the deal that they got with NC State now. Mm-hmm. They got a deal coming this hockey season with the Canes, Very too. excited about that. Very put excited them on the map. Lo- that's what Who we put do. them on the map? That's what we do. The OG put them on the map. Damn. OG puts Come you on. on the map. That's what it's all about. Also, we put the steak and cheese on the map mm. uh, at Butcher's Market. Go check them out. Locations across the Triangle. And, of course, the location in Wilmington. Uh, you know what's better than the charred jalapeno and garlic chicken breast the night of? The next day. The next day. I had some leftovers. Pop a little bit of that in some soup, maybe. Ooh, I didn't think about that. It's almost soup that. season. We're almost there. I had some, I had some uh, yeah. was it two nights ago? It is September 21st. Open up that back door. No bugs. I'm gonna be, back I'll be headed to uh I'm gonna be headed to Butcher's Market tomorrow, actually, as well. So I'm having I'm gonna have uh, my friend Ryan over. I'm do a run. So there's gonna be wings. And now they have wings, obviously, at Butcher's Market, but I'm gonna get some dogs. You recommend the dogs all the oh, time. Hot dogs are so good. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pick up some of those types of things. Hardy. They're like they're not like one of those, yeah. hey, I just yeah, had yeah, a yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I have like uh, a hot dog in between before we, while we wait for this steak? No. <laughs> like it's lunch. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> 
So again, big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Julio. What's the most expensive thing you've ever lost? Uh, toss up between a bet I had on NC State against Vanderbilt in 2005, four, four. And the time Jackson spilled a drink when he was like not even two years old on a one month old Apple computer. Oh, that okay. That's busted. I'm talking about you lost it. It's go, you can't find it. Um, it's gone. Actually lost. It's straight up lost. I get what you're saying with the spilled yeah. stuff on a computer. That sucks. I totally get that. Yeah, then it's got to be the bet, the free G bet. <sighs> That's not something physical, though. Have you ever lost it's an F? Money. Have you ever lost an F? Speaking of losing money, have you ever lost an F35? I don't even know what an F35 is. It's a really expensive stealth jet that oh, the military lost this week. They did. They straight up lost it. Pilot ejected. That, that radar was so good. No, pilot, no, pilot ejected. Okay, and the jet when an, when when a pilot ejects, the technology now is that the jet will correct itself and they just keep flying straight. It basically turns into a cruise missile at this point. When it's going to run out of gas, it'll fall anywhere. Who's to say? <laughs> so they lost it. So they just straight up lost it, which gets us to uh, probably the most you know viral sound of the week, where there was an eyewitness who saw this. Oh, a guy's name is uh, Randolph White, and he imitated. This is from our guy CJ. CJ zero. Uh, he witnessed the F 35 crash and he imitates what he heard when it went down. Normally it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon, I was in the, uh, in the bathroom taking a shave and I heard a, a screeching falling between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house. Show. White says he did. Do I add that to the sounder? That's a pretty accurate description. Pretty good, of, that's actually. a pretty good description of a jet going a uh, million miles an hour and then eventually crashing into the ground. If you check out our YouTube page, we have our full conversation with Carolina Hurricane Center, Sebastian Ajo. I talked to him for about 20 minutes, wide ranging conversation. I think we, I think we got him to laugh a little bit. But you know where we really got him in his element with that championship mulkey, that mulkey game. Uh, so it's this Finnish backyard game that my neighbors had purchased earlier in the summer. And I thought it was, you know how it is. You, know, you go down the side of the road. He's like world famous burger, the best shrimp basket in the planet. Like, okay, cool. Right. But apparently it is that big of a deal a thing. And Sebastian, I has played it. And you almost had him, dude. You I almost had him. I really want to see the replay when I hit the number one pin. Like, it was an impossible shot. One mm-hmm. in a million, Jerry. And didn't go down. Like, I don't know how it didn't go down. <laughs> well, Webb Weldon put the video together for us. Uh, the game, How to Play Mulkey, featuring Sebastian Ajo. Uh, I really hope to corner the YouTube tutorial market on Mulkey. <laughs> can't wait to see the views just pour in as people are like hey hey you know what i want to see i want to see mulkey take knows. over i want to see mulkey take over the tailgate yeah i don't want to see testicle toss i don't want to see cornhole hey you want to bring out the sauce kit do your thing i want to see mulkey this season for carolina hurricanes tailgates oh the thing where there's three bars yeah and you throw the balls testicle toss i did. i actually is it called ladder ball is that what it's technically called? Yes. Yes. I've, I've always called it testicle toss. 
I'm not good at that. So the Canes are on the ice. Training camp has officially opened up. We got the training camp uh, roster out there. The Canes posted, y'all aren't ready for what's in store. Are, are we sure? Because the first image we see on the video is a traffic cone from PNC Arena. Is that Tony quite, D'Angelo? Quite familiar. Oh, you, you're making jokes. I thought you meant like a stadium series joke of traffic cones. Is that what that is? It could be, it could be interpreted any number of ways. <laughs> Got you. It's that, is that the bane of our existence? Once we get to the fair, is it the bane Ooh. of our existence? Once we get to, uh, as you it's said, the stadium time, series, isn't it? But a lot of people were making the same Tony D'Angelo jokes. Oh, like, look, oh. he made the promo. Why video. are you down on Hey, you got this thing. Everybody's hype. He's doing the photo, video, everything else. What are some rights free music right there? It, I wonder if that's not iMovie. <laughs> that's certainly not iMovie. That is definitely not iMovie. A couple, a couple of notes about the Carolina Hurricanes as we get ready for the start of the season. Uh, this is from Elliot Friedman. He does the uh, 32 Thoughts column. And he had two blurbs on the Carolina Hurricanes. The first one is that Carolina did give some permission for teams to talk to unrestricted free agent to be Brett Pesci during the offseason. But that has evaporated. The Hurricanes are in it to win it. And they're better with Pesci around. We'll see if the contract gap can be bridged along the way. There have been some quotes that I've seen floating around too. Where Pesci's saying the right things. He wants to be here. But of course, money talks, and we'll see how that comes around as the season progresses. Or really how the season ends. We'll we'll see how that goes. But this does this does tie into the window of the summer. If they were going to make a move, it would have happened already. And it looks like they're doubling down with the group that they have with adding some pieces where they feel they have the needs and they're counting on A being healthy. And running it back is the move, as we talked about with Tom Dunn earlier this year. Yeah, just this this is big Justin Falk energy for Pesci. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. The other note that is interesting, and what's going to be an ongoing conversation around the Carolina Hurricanes, is that they don't have an AHL affiliate, an official AHL affiliate. They had the Charlotte Checkers for a while. There was a dispute there. They broke off. They went with the Chicago Wolves. There was a dispute there, although with the Chicago Wolves, they run more independent. They actually want to go out and win Calder Cups. And there was a story earlier this year, earlier in the summer, where there was a budding of heads in philosophy. The Canes wanted the Wolves to develop their players. They wanted Peter Kochekov to be in net. They wanted to go in another direction because they wanted to win hockey games. And obviously, those two things are not congruent. So something had to give. The Wolves are going to go off and do their own thing. So there's this blurb. The NHL and AHL are trying to sort out Carolina's affiliate issue. Following a divorce with the Chicago Wolves, the Hurricanes are sprinkling prospects around the hockey world. It's not a sustainable situation going forward, according to Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner of the NHL. Obviously, it's going to be the reality this year, and Carolina's going to have to deal with it, but it's not a status quo we can allow to continue. In August, Carolina offered to purchase or add a 33rd franchise. The AHL's executive committee met a couple of times to consider it, and recommended the Hurricanes be allowed to address the full board of governors in October. That way, every team will understand everything there is to know. There are some adamantly against the idea of an NHL-AHL imbalance. Also, the AHL's two most recent ads, Henderson in Las Vegas and Coachella Valley in Seattle, had an expansion fee of above $10 million. Will Carolina be willing to go there? Who are we talking about? Tom Dundon? What's $10 million to Tom Dundon for an expansion fee? This is an MLS. This isn't David Tepper overpaying to get an MLS team fast-tracked and completely screwing the market for future expansion fees. $10 million for Tom Dundon to control 
his own AHL team to develop the players that he, the way they want to do it. This is an easy decision. It just kind of depends on whether or not the NHL is going to allow it. Also, it got me thinking, who's done this before, right? And now, obviously, Toronto, the situation that they have is different, right? Yeah, Toronto yeah, is, yeah, the, yeah. is the hockey capital of the world, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But Toronto Maple Leafs have the Toronto Marlies who play in Toronto. And so I started thinking about, well, where do they play? Because, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I, I know a little bit about the Marlies based on David Ayers. <laughs> you know, he cleans. He's the He was the Zamboni driver basically yeah. at both facilities, right? Hey, Paul Maurice did a rehab stint coaching the Marlies. So they, the Marlies play at something called Coca-Cola Coliseum, which is really just, uh, I'm going to read to you from their website, mm-hmm. the history of Coca-Cola Coliseum. And you you tell me what this sounds like to you, to, yeah. to you right? Yeah. Uh, this is a building in the 60s and 70s that rock bands that rose to stardom played what they called the Coliseum area, <laughs> such as The Doors, The Who, and Jimi Hendrix. It's okay. So now in 05, the Maple Leafs had moved their team from St. John's back to Toronto. And th- this also hosts the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. What does that sound like? Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like the state fair. Huh. The Toronto International Boat Show. Are, are you? I can't uh, make this shit up right are now. You, are you advocating so, for the return of the ice caps so at Dorton Arena? That was the other blurb that he had. So the, the capacity of Coca-Cola Coliseum, 7,779. This according to the Googles. The capacity of J.S. Dorton Arena, mm-hmm. 7,610. Uh, the other blurb that Friedman had put out there was that the Canes now own the rights to the ice caps markings and everything. Now we have seen that yes. in last year in some merchandise, mm-hmm. but if they own that, then you're already ahead of the, the game there. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, can you could, could minor league hockey in Raleigh work while they have major league hockey? Here's I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little secret. All right. That, I, that you're allowed to give away now as well. Minor league teams, what they pay for is to run the facility, to sell the tickets and make money off of the tickets. Mm-hmm. Minor league teams don't pay the salaries of the players. The The franchise does. The yep. major league franchise does. Yep. So if you're the Canes and you're Tom Dundon and you're sitting here going, you've been dicking around with Charlotte. You've been dicking around with Chicago. You're not happy with either one of them. Why wouldn't you run your own shop right across the street? Very similar setup as you see in Toronto. Yeah. You're the other thing about minor leagues is you're not sitting here going, I have to sell 7,000 season tickets in order to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. No, you need people in the building to buy beer, to buy concessions and parking. That's how you make money. Oh, and by the way, to sell merchandise, which by the way, you could do across the street, which they did last year at PNC Arena. This is low-key, kind of brilliant by Tom Dundon. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Look, it's not a new idea. I want to stress that. He's, Toronto does this. He's the same man who brought back the whale. Exactly. And is making money off exactly. the whale. And, and you might say, and, well, yeah. Joe, he can do. He can sell those things without starting his own minor league franchise. Fair enough. Yeah. We don't know the financials of what they what they also pay. You don't know what they're paying in terms of like travel and, and bringing guys up and back. They're also obviously not in a situation right now where they have like you know, four or five guys like they've had in years past that are ready to come in and play. And you want them to be sure. ready and be near you. And, you know, when people had said, well, why did they go to Chicago? Uh, it was because of the airport guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why they went to Chicago. Yeah. Because like, well, but you, you want to be able to drive to Charlotte. No, they don't even drive to Charlotte. They they fly. Yeah. So to me, if the NHL allows them, this is not about $10 million. He'll make the money back easily. This is about whether or not they're going to let him do this. Because remember, our guy's a little bit of a disruptor. He is. He is. A couple things, though. You're bringing up Dorton Arena. It'd be too expensive to retrofit Dorton Arena. Retrofit for what? It's not a it's not a facility that can actually properly house hockey on a night in night out basis. I mean, not not to not to lean Have you in. been to the scope. Have you been to Norfolk? Are they still playing in Norfolk? Well, I mean, I just did a podcast <laughs> about the ice caps not that long right. ago, and it's not even climate controlled. So that led to a whole list of issues. Right. Uh, have you been to the bathroom and the bottom of Dorton Arena lately? I have. Yeah, the the Cobras cleaned up that uh, those locker rooms down there back in the day. No, I'm talking about fan on oh, the concourse. Sure, it's not even on the concourse. You got to go downstairs. Now, I always hit that bathroom when it's time for NC State Media Fair Day because I got to, you know, empty the tank before I fill it up if you catch my drift. My point is, Dorn Arena is in no condition to house minor league hockey in the modern era. It's just not. Now, does Tom Dundon, all right, $10 million, no problem. The money that they're going to have to develop. Heck, he might put him over the Wake Performance Center if he no, wanted there's, to. there's not enough room. Because that's the other issue that you're running into. And this is this is where Hockey Dad comes into play. The issue right now that this area has is they don't have enough sheets of ice to accommodate all the people who want to play hockey, Canes included, who now take up ice time at Wake Competition Center, or I'm sorry, Invisalign Arena is what they call it now, right? So I'll I'll be I'll be headed there later this evening for kid practice. And it's just a constant churn of people coming in and out. And it's not just Hockey teams, youth hockey teams, adult sure. league teams, all that kind of stuff. There's also ice skating, like actual figure skating. Yeah, but you're going to prioritize the... But again, people pay for that ice time. Sure. So if they're going to make this happen, it wouldn't be at Wake Competition Center. If anything, they would just kind of relinquish Wake Competition Center and open up another facility. I could, There's enough space around Wake Competition Center, by the way, where they can build another barn if they wanted to. My understanding, too, is that there is something being built out in Morrisville. No, I'm sorry. Is it Morrisville? No, not Morrisville. Out in Holly Springs uh, by the Salamanders. That whole mm-hmm. that whole area. Yeah. They've got soccer fields. They've got the Coastal Plain League team, the Woodbat League, Instructional League. Um, my understanding is that they're going to be building another facility, and it's not necessarily going to be run by the Polar Ice House organization. It's going to be run by somebody else. Again, this is all kind of just nebulous stuff that I understand, but no, don't know all the particulars of it. Meanwhile, you know, what's still sitting there empty that hasn't been developed yet where they used to practice the old club zone, the old Mars center uh-huh. ice or whatever it was called, which is right by where the uh, Raleigh Iceplex, which is where the Olympic sheet of ice is. AKA where I spent my 21st birthday, Mars. <laughs> Shout out to Mars. Man, we've had we've had a week of references. Wow. Mr. Dunderbach. We're going Mars bar back in the day. I did not. I was did you did you have the uh did you have the drink that came in a fishbowl? I had 
way too many of everything. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That that sounds like a good twenty first birthday. Party. No. So in uh, principle, uh, <laughs> in principle, I agree with you. There's nothing stopping Tom Dundon, the disruptor, to go out there and buy his own thirty third. Well, AHL the team. NHL is is what's going to stop him. But but what I'm saying is he wants to do this. And he's got the money and he'll try to make it happen. Usually Tom Dundon will push enough that he's kind of getting his way. Look at the stadium series, right? Yeah. The question then becomes, where do you put them? I agree with you that you might as well just put it here in North Carolina and help grow the game. The checkers already exist. Whatever. Do you put them in Greensboro and use Greensboro Coliseum? Because it's not like Greensboro Coliseum is being used a bunch. Bring out the Bring out the black curtain again, right? Kick it like old school times. Or do you try to build something in what's already being developed around the arena and carry with Wake Competition Center? But to your idea of Dorton Arena, I'm totally with you that there are similarities between where the Marlies play yeah. and where this minor league team can play. But unfortunately, Dorton Arena is just in no way, shape, or form in the in the state to house a modern AHL affiliate with what amenities are needed. Sure for the modern NHL AHL. It's it's a great it's great to go watch a band during the I, fair. I don't think the AHL is just like Dude, I'm telling you, but I'm also, telling, if they're still playing in Norfolk, they can play in Norton. That's all I'm going to say to you. But you also the scope is a, such a dump. But the one thing that was such a big deal to get White Competition Center is that the Canes used to have some of the worst practice facilities in the league. So you know, you don't want to like you don't want to keep that up. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm saying. What was that? I think that center ice was considered like the coldest locker rooms. There was no yes. insulation. It's his dime, man. <laughs> He's going to do what he wants with it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I like, no, anyway, I like where your head's at when it comes to this, though. I do like where your head's at with this. Big thanks to Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, the OG insurance. Dot com. Give them a call directly at 919-779-8277. Uh, yeah, real people. I got State some, Farm in the house. I got quality Matt Davis time coming up. I got uh, the Garner Chiropractor Open. Okay. It's a golf, a big annual event here in Garner. Mm-hmm. So there's a little raffle action tonight. This is over at Lonnie Pool. Big doings here in Garner that it's not at the home course. I see. A little bit must have been something happened there. I'll have to get to the bottom of it tonight. But okay. huge event. So that's today, tomorrow. Then Matt will be playing in the OG Golf Classic with us. But you should be like our friend, Troy, who went out and saved and money. said, man, hey, I saved almost 40%. All you had to do was contact. Go to the OGinsurance.com. That's number one. Or give him a, give him a shout because he does have a great billboard. It says, hey, what if you want to talk to a real person? Well, do what Troy did. 919-779-8277. Save yourself some money insurance. Get some financial advice while you're there too. Always a big help to us. Also, big thanks to Homefield. Check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. Oh, you, you, you took you you, you put the coupon up there, but you took the t-shirts down. I know. We're gonna have to well, put... the t-shirts will be part of the raffle for okay. the OG Golf Classic. Got so. it. Got it. That'll be cool. But you can buy your own. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your first order. And then yeah, you start getting coupons like that. Uh, and you want to, you're going to want to stock up hoodie seasons right around the corner. We're here. It's, it's, you got kids. I know they're wearing hoodies in school all the time. Cause apparently they keep it super cold in school. Um, <laughs> it's true, man. They do. It's true. I always <laughs> wonder why my kids walking out of class in a hoodie and it's 95 degrees outside at the beginning of school. Well, cause they keep it like a meat locker in there. Regardless, go check out homefieldapparel.com. Let's get out of here with some, Hey Joe questions. Brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online, oakwoodpizzabox.com. It's Thursday. They're open. 
Thursday. I know my dinner. days. Yes. Tomorrow, I know my days. Lunch, Saturday lunch, Very Sunday exciting. lunch. <laughs> so big thanks to Anthony for hosting OG Pizza Night earlier this week. Everybody had a great time. Now let's go to the YouTube comment sections again. I've been enjoying going to the comment section yeah. on YouTube. There's some good stuff. This is in relation to our video that we put out, conversation we had about second-guessing Frank Wright and whether or not the Carolina Panthers hiring the older guy was the right move mm-hmm. with Bryce Young, especially when you look across the league, that they're younger, a little bit more innovative yeah. than Frank Reich at 62. Uh, from Mingo, Reich ain't it. Panthers absolutely need a young offensive guru coach, a la McVay, Shanahan McDaniels, by m- making Bryce Young a drop-back passer of 10-yard slants and outs. What the actual F. <laughs> Success will be. Bryce Young not being destroyed physically and or mentally by season's end. I'm kind of in agreement with that. No wonder the Panthers have been a cluster pathetic mm. uh, from Khalil. Go, going, it's going to be a long season for you guys with no talent and a bad offensive line. Reich isn't going to attack downfield. He will continue to abandon the running game. Not what he said in the press conference this week. Going to get that run game going. He's brought all of his indie habits to Carolina. We've we been getting a consistent response mm. from indie people mm-hmm. saying, buddy, as they know, buddy, let me tell you what we saw. <laughs> uh, this from uh, CJ Trent. Now we have a billion dollar coaching staff, no draft picks, and these coaches are garbage. Love the YouTube comment sections. All right, let's go to another recent video about the NFL draft mistakes biting Carolina in the ass. Uh, from Brian, best Panthers takes anywhere coming from a Charlatan, the guys at FNZ were all waving pom poms and have become apologists for everything Panthers. He's up on my buddies at WFNZ, man. They are dealing with a completely different dynamic than what we are dealing with. Uh, And I I, I respect what they have to say out there. From Weber Pack, do you think the Panthers can throw a screen pass to the running back? Also, can we get wings over fans? Yes. Is that a thing we can do? I don't know if we can do it, but yes. Okay, we'll try. Also, Eric pointing out that I can't read charts properly. I That's referenced fine. it earlier. It the corner of the chart is he's the Bryce Young has the lowest separation and the highest completion percentage. Again, I'm terrible with charts. So apologies for that. And we'll get out of here on this one retweet to our interview with Sebastian Ajo. Okay. From Kakalak Dev. Did he, meaning Julio, ask this Finnish player? who's been playing in North Carolina for seven years. <laughs> Is there such good a thing as Finnish food? What the fuck? So much disrespect. I mean, come the fuck on. As someone who's been to Finland, the food is amazing, by the way. Hashtag, let's go. Canes. Wait, is, I didn't, I meant, is there good Finnish food here? Yes. Also, in general, yeah, I mean, I would think... <laughs> What like he said, salmon, salmon soup. Okay. Like also all cuisines across the world are different. I mean, we're, we're flavoring to taste too, or a little bit. You're you're but certain cuisines are known, like are famous for not being good. No, for being good. Well, for being good. Like there's a reason you can get Mexican food everywhere. There's a reason you can get Italian food everywhere. There's a reason you can get Chinese food everywhere. I, I'm sorry. Well, where is the Finnish restaurant that, that's world-renowned? <laughs> My bad. You know, it's the most overrated, overrated cuisine. Overrated? Most overrated cuisine. Well, you and I don't always agree on such things. So what? what? French. Oh. Totally overrated. 
You can you can call it all you want, brasserie, whatever. You making me a steak with fries? Cool. Appreciate that. Yeah. You're gonna oh, I have to put an order in for the souffle 30 minutes ahead of time. I don't need a lot for of it French to food, so for yeah, it to collapse. What you're saying here. Yeah. Uh, it's like usually it's viewed as hot cuisine. Right. It, it, it's it's a to borrow with an for, AU. Yes. Hot. Hot cuisine. Uh to borrow a phrase from Peter Griffin, family guy. The French food insists upon itself. It just insists upon itself. That's gonna wrap it up for today's edition. It's gonna wrap it up for the week. Enjoy all your football. We'll see you Monday. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs>